The following program is a paid advertisement. The views reflected on this show are not necessarily the views of ESPN 1000. Doctor? 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 You're listening to Sports Medicine Weekly with Steve Cashel and Dr. Brian Cole on ESPN 1000. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to another edition of Sports Medicine Weekly. I'm Steve Cashel, radio host of the Chicago Bulls. A few minutes, I'll be joined by my co-host, He's Dr. Brian Cole, head team physician for the Chicago Bulls and team physician with the Chicago White Sox, sports medicine specialist, an orthopedic surgeon for Midwest Orthopedics at Rush, Rush University Medical Center. This week, we're going to discuss, as we always do, a number of sports injury-related topics, including talking about Little League arms. Dr. Cole seen a, a lot of Little Leaguers come through the doors these days at Midwest Orthopedics at Rush and the advice he's giving to uh, both the parents and the Little Leaguers out there about throwing injuries and overuse injuries and when to ice the elbow and uh, how to uh, how to treat uh, the overuse injuries and some of the pain that we're seeing with Little League arms and the elbow. Also, we're going to talk about uh, the new Neocart study from Midwest Orthopedics at Rush and how those of you with knee injuries can get involved in the study. Interesting stuff as the uh, people from Midwest Orthopedics at Rush always on the uh, forefront of uh, science and innovation and uh, this approved FDA study. And then we're going to talk about a brand new event coming to the Chicago area. It's actually going to take place the uh, first weekend in August at Lane Tech High School, the Chicago Decathlon. Tom Davis will join us. He is a a Rush University Medical Center Chicago Decathlon board member. We'll tell you what a decathlon is and how you can get involved to raise some great money for pediatric cancer programs so stay with us back to get it going with dr brian cole and yours truly steve cashel sports medicine weekly after this on espn radio the best athletes in the world and their medical teams have been trusting don joy products for over 30 years with a goal to protect and return confidence in sport post-injury don joy is the trusted leader to get and keep athletes in action whether it's football basketball soccer volleyball or even the official medical supplier to the u.s ski team always trust the global leader in sports medicine trust don joy a product of djoglobal.com leading the way in cellular and tissue therapies source helps surgeons get their patients back in the game of life. Life Life-saving and life-enhancing allografts play a critical role in bone and soft tissue repair, helping to restore function and movement. To learn more about Allosource or allografts, please visit allosource.org. You're listening to Sports Medicine Weekly with Steve Cashel and Dr. Brian Cole on ESPN 1000. We're back. Steve Cashel, Dr. Brian Cole, Sports Medicine Weekly. And uh, Dr. Cole, we're uh, you hang your hat each day. Midwest Orthopedics at Rush, always at uh, doing great stuff with research and, and science. And um, understand that uh, some patients with knee pain get involved with one of your latest studies. Yes, Steve. So this is a study called uh, Neocart, and it's an FDA trial where patients who have limited areas of cartilage disease can be enrolled uh, through a proper screening process to undergo a surgical procedure where we use their own cells that are cultured on a very special membrane that through the early research has shown to be very effective in reducing pain and improving function. So if patients are interested in such a study, it's called the NeoCART trial, they can actually call for pre-screening information at 708-221-9988. Give that one more time, that phone number. No problem. That's 708-221-9988. 
888-999-9988. And that's physician at Midworth Orthopedics who are conducting this trial. And again, how patients who have what? I mean, how, how do you define so it's the not injury? Just, yeah, so it's not just knee pain in general. They have to have a very specific problem, which is an area of articular cartilage loss. That's the cartilage that's involved in arthritis. That's not a meniscal tear. That's patients who have an area. It's sort of like the icing on a cake. It's that smooth white surface called articular cartilage. And lots of patients have areas that are missing, but only some of them have symptoms of pain and swelling. So if you're an individual who has a known cartilage defect or suspects that that may be a problem because of pain and swelling in their knee, they might or could be a candidate for this NeoCart trial. And what? And tell me more about the studies. So what do, what do you guys do then? So the, a patient comes in, and uh, what do you do with the so, patient? And yeah. what do you guys learn through the study? So they go through a, a rigorous screening uh, uh, trial because it is an FDA trial that's highly regulated, and there's a subset of people who will be considered candidates. If they are a candidate, and that would be validated by physical examination, history, and MRI, and maybe review of previous operative notes if they've had relatively recent surgery. And if they are a candidate, then um, it's a surgical trial where they come to surgery, a small sample of their cartilage is taken as a, what we call a biopsy. We, we do it through a camera, arthroscopically. And then uh, it's in a laboratory, the cells are, are um, attached to a membrane and grown in that membrane. And what's unique about NeoCart is that it's actually placed in something called a bioreactor. See, our joints love load. Cartilage and bone love load. And they actually do their best biologically when they're exposed to load. So what this bioreactor does is it actually loads this membrane which has the patient's own cartilage cells in a sterile setting outside the body, makes it more mature so that by the time it's implanted, it actually is structurally very sound and is biomechanically, as we say, stronger than, say, some of these other cell-based technologies or other techniques that we use to sort of jumpstart the process at the time we implant it in the patient. So it requires two surgical procedures, one to get the cells, then they're grown over, say, four to six weeks, and then they are returned to the patient in the operating room, and we place it inside the knee in the cartilage defect to repair the tissue in that region. And what are you hoping for as an end result for these patients? Well, there's, there, the solutions to date have been uh, highly variable, and as you, as you know, we talk about allografts, which are tissue donation and so forth. This is another variant on the theme to take care of tissue loss where there's sort of the surface is missing, but maybe the bone is not involved, for example. Uh, also a very common problem. So we're hoping to provide a new solution uh, to treat early arthritis or areas where cartilage is lost that, uh, in a space that doesn't have uh, a lot of predictability with the existing solutions. And again, who's eligible for the NeoCart study? So these are uh, patients between 18 and 59 years of age who have knee pain, and uh, they may be candidates if they've failed uh, previous treatments, um, uh, but they can't have high-level cartilage repair procedures in the past. Sometimes they just have undergone, say, an arthroscopy. And uh, there are some other uh, limit, uh, indications and contraindications, but the basic parameters are between 18 and 59 years of age, one knee involved with a cartilage defect, and uh, then they can enter the screening process by going through the, the uh, formal analysis by calling 708-221-9988. Male or female? Male or female. Nice. That's great. So talk a little bit more, if you can, about... Uh, you know, this is, again, the only facility, really, the hospital that uh, in Illinois that uh, is doing a study like this. I mean, you guys really, uh, it's interesting how Midwest Orthopedics at Rush, you kind of pride yourselves on, on the science and, and doing these studies, right, and, and advancements in, in medicine. Yeah, Steve, you know, we're blessed that uh, we're in an environment at Rush which affords us an infrastructure that we can perform both 
basic science and clinical research. And, uh, the, you know, the, the, the greatest part about being an orthopedic surgeon is that we can take relatively healthy patients who have a very specific problem and uh, engage them in something called translational research. We can work with many disciplines, uh, identify a problem in the office. In this case, for example, it may be an area of local or uh, 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 spots of cartilage loss. Take it to the laboratory and prove that taking cells, growing it on a membrane, uh, putting in a bioreactor, for example, and then bringing it back to the patient can do a better job than some of the solutions we have today. And we can do that in relatively short order. So it takes a huge system to do clinical research there are various ethical concerns or compliance issues. There's a, uh, a process in place which has to be very, very uh, tightly monitored. And being in an institution uh, at Rush, uh, we at Midwest Orthopedics are able to engage in a number of these uh, FDA clinical trials that are really helping to plan for the future to, to, to take care of disease processes that otherwise did not have great solutions. And there is a website. If you're interested, you can go to neocartimplant.com. You can also text the word knee and then the number three, knee three to 87888. Again, knee three to 87888. Standard message and uh, data rates uh, apply. Or as Dr. Cole mentioned, the number once again, 708-221-9988. I think it's great how you get patients involved in, you know, in studies like that, especially controlled by the FDA. That's neat. Thank you. We're back with more of our show, Sports Medicine Week. A lot more ahead. Stay with us here on ESPN Radio. I'd been having knee pain for quite some time and did what probably a lot of people do. I just ignored it and hoped it would go away. After a month, I couldn't take the pain anymore. I went to my family orthopedic. He told me that I needed physical therapy. When I received my prescription for therapy, the first thing I did was search PT companies online. I came across ATI Physical Therapy. It's close to home, has some great reviews, and when I called, they verified my insurance and scheduled me right away. No wait, everything was so easy, and the staff was great. They kept my doctor informed of my progress along the way. Honestly, I look forward to going to my appointments. ATI made me feel like my recovery was their most important priority. I'd recommend them to anyone needing physical therapy. The experience was something I'll never forget. To learn more about what it's like to be a patient at ATI Physical Therapy, visit ATIPT.com and start your journey to get back to your best today. ATIPT.com. Feeling tired, sluggish, and overweight? If you're looking to lose weight and gain energy, join us in Karen Mulkin's 14-Day Transformation Cleanse. You're going to absolutely love this Whole Foods cleanse. You'll feel great, lose weight, build lean muscle, improve sleep, boost metabolism, and enhance athletic performance. This VIP done-for-you cleanse comes with a 14-day transformation wellness bag containing MCT Lean Vegan Protein Blend, fat-burning MCT Lean MCT Oil, snacks, superfoods, recipes, guidelines, videos, and other surprises. You will absolutely love this program. Sign up at 14daytransformation.com. That's the numbers 14daytransformation.com or visit Karen's website at karenmulkin.com. That's K-A-R-E-N-M-A-L-K-I-N.com. You're listening to Sports Medicine Weekly on ESPN 1000. Sports Medicine Weekly on this Saturday morning. Steve Cashel, Dr. Brian Cole. Net proceeds from our program, Sports Medicine Weekly. Go to support orthopedic research at Rush through the liveactivenow.org fund. Dr. Cole... Have you ever participated in a decathlon? Or as a better question, do you know what a decathlon is? Yeah, I think I'll answer the latter. I mean, do I look like a guy who can do a decathlon? You do. I've <laughs> seen you work out. Can, can you do a hurdle? At my what age now? <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Boy, that, 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 see, I think I'm 35, but that, I'm really... That, that is, 
That is a prescription for a hamstring pull. A yeah. decathlon, the traditional decathlon, uh, is a 100-meter dash, a long jump, a shot put, a high jump, a 400-meter dash, 110-meter hurdles, discus, pole vault, javelin, and a 1,500-meter run. I could Ten do, different I could, track and field events. I could do events. about 2.5 of those. I might be able to still do a shot. See, but now you're challenged. Now, yeah, see, you love this happen. stuff. Not going to happen. What's the, what's the highest level of athletic activity or performance challenge contest you've ever been in marathon uh, iron man no probably climbing Rainier. that's just, cool yeah just because yeah. of that my age at the time and yeah i'd say that was probably two hours of the climb were probably the hardest thing i've ever done well but what about uh as far as the triathlon marathon no, thing none done, of those just I, the 5k stuff five, i've done 5k's i'm not super competitive in that way but the climbing thing physically was probably the hardest thing i've done that's truly, cool truly yeah how long did you train for that Six months. Is that right? I didn't want to be the weak link. Were you I, the, I in the best shape of your uh, life? I was, or I was in pretty mentally good shape. Too? Yeah, I wasn't the guy drooling in the last hour, I can tell you that much. <laughs> you, you know some of the other ones who, who were at the time. We won't go into that now. All righty. So. Well, let's talk a little bit about, um, speaking of the decathlon, now, there's a neat event coming up at Lane Tech High School on Saturday, August 6th and Sunday, August 7th. And I know it's a little ways away, but we have to preview this because uh, – they're doing a, a great thing, and um, the it's the Chicago Decathlon benefiting Rush University Medical Center and their pediatric cancer program. And we've got a gentleman in studio with us. Uh, he is a um, Rush University Medical Center Chicago Decathlon board member, Tom Davis. And uh, Tom, uh, thanks so much for for joining us here on Sports Medicine Weekly. Um, the Chicago Decathlon. How has it been going on? So the, uh, the actual decathlon started six years ago, and uh, in New York, a guy by the name of Dave Maloney had a bet with a couple of friends, and it turned out that uh, they started talking about different events that they could do better than one, one guy bet, one guy that said, hey, I can do a 400-meter run quicker than you can, and they decided to make this competition on it. So as the competition kind of unfolded and evolved, they said, you know, why don't we do something for other people? So they decided to to make it a charitable event, and uh, $6 million later, the, uh, the, the decathlon now is in five cities across the U.S., and it's the, uh, the very first year that we're bringing it to Chicago, so we're really happy Oh, it's the it. first year. Yep, so it'll very be the first cool. year here. So it used, to, it used to be called, or is, the, is it still going on, was the Wall Street decathlon? Was that the, the founding decathlon for fundraising? Yeah, you know, it, it started out that it was just Wall Street firms that were participating in, in the first couple, and what they decided to do over time as they had more interest from different people that were not just working on Wall Street, whether it's doctors, attorneys, people in tech, just people in other, uh, you know, careers. And so they took the Wall Street off, and uh, now it's, it's basically open to anyone that uh, has, uh, has, a, has a college degree in the so, working world. So did you do any of this stuff before this? Yep, so I was in the 2012. And, okay. uh, were you a track guy in high school or college? No, I surfed. So All right, know, so what are the uh, events that you guys do? So, I mean, so we'll do this. You know, it's a little bit different, but you do the 400-meter run, the 800-meter run, 40-yard dash, 500-meter row. You do vertical jump. You do a 20, 20-yard shuffle, kind of like the NFL combine. Uh-huh. Um, and That's then, for time. That's for time. Yeah. And then you do max bench press, 175 wow. pounds. So see how many reps you can do. Okay. okay. Wow. Then you do max dips and max pull-ups. Is there, did, did, no, did you mention hurdles? No hurdles. No hurdles. Four no hurdles. hurdles. No hurdles. Guys like us should not be doing hurdles. Too many hamstrings. Yeah, but that's, that's actually might be doable. I'm trying to think of all the things you said. I, that well, you can do, well, Dr. Cole. Well, I don't know. I, I wouldn't say I could do them well. I'm just trying to think of the I'm things I'm looking at be, you. You could do it. So 
It was a football throw. That's easy. The Not football, gonna go far. The football throw is basically the replacement for the javelin. Instead benching, of having 150 okay. people and throwing benching, javelins around. Benching 175. How many times can you do that, do you think? Uh, I don't know. I could probably do that. North four, of 10. For, I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. I mean, I used to be really good at that. I mean, what? how much do you weigh? Uh, 180. So once you're, doing your, you you're do basically some? doing your body weight. Uh, I think I did like 12 last did time. You? Good. And, so, and does anything get normalized it. by your age, your weight? Is there any normalization, or it's just absolute scores? So it's absolute absolute scores, but then there's there's different, you know, it's age-based. So there's rankings that are the entire 150 people, but then there's also by uh, sex and by, you know. This, All I right, so they're doing, I'm divisions. actually intrigued. So they're doing this at Lane Tech. Mm-hmm. So you can do it in the field outside of Lane Tech? Exactly. August 6th and 7th. Yeah. And are people putting teams together? Exactly. So there's two different, uh, on Saturday it'll be teams, so. Uh, teams of three, so if you want to separate the events and one individual wants to do the runs, one wants to do the, the oh, yeah. bench press, and one okay. wants to do, so you can kind of separate it three ways, any way you want. Okay. Or the following day on Sunday, you can do the individual. And are you guys, you're mostly corporate guys, I take it, right? Yeah, mostly corporate. I mean, yeah. that's the kind of the idea. I mean, at the end of the day, it's, it's, it's a way to compete. And you think about, you mentioned Ironman earlier. Ironman is kind of the premier endurance sport. The decathlon is the non-endurance sport, but is... is uh, um, it's a world-class event. Tons of people come. It's very fun, and, and uh, it's just an all-around great event. And, and, and you're raising money for pediatric cancer. Once again, this is Sports Medicine Weekly. On this Saturday morning, we're visiting with Tom Davis, a uh, Rush University Medical Center Chicago decathlon board member. I'm Steve Cashel with Dr. Brian Cole talking about a new event that's uh, coming to Chicago, the first Chicago decathlon at Lane Tech High School, Saturday, August 6th, Sunday, August 7th, to uh, raise money for pediatric cancer programs and tom i wanted to ask you about that because that's the most important thing i know we're trying to get dr brian cole involved in the competition bring john golden by the way and you know who's the other guy mike mike wilhelm right mike would probably do it mike yeah. and john yeah. golden yeah. and and a, dr brian cole i got my money on that team sounds like a team really yeah. they're a little they're a little they're an age but you know yeah. you guys are as, as three as, as as three guys who can put their mind to it and work out and prepare and have a goal yeah that'd be great but, Tom, I wanted to ask you, how are you raising the money? So how many competitors so in there's the events? So there's 150 individual competitors. Wow. That's kind of where they cap it because there's 10 events. It's a big day, and, and okay. it's, it's, uh, it's something that we really just have tried to cap it there. And then everyone who's participating has to raise money. So there's kind of a minimum bar set at, at, at roughly two grand, And two grand covers your entrance, and we have to put the, 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 the event on, and you get um, some swag gear and different things. But at the end of the day, this is a charitable event, and the idea is to, to, to really bring people together through competition. But uh, as you put it very, very well, this is to support, you know, Rush's hematology, hematology and oncology patients. And so very serious from that perspective. How do you raise the money? Then you, Are you putting different money on different events? You know, a lot of people go to their corporate sponsors. You know, a lot of companies will sponsor you or match you, and then other people will just go out into their, their networks of people and raise money just like people would for the Chicago Marathon or whatever it would be. Interesting. Interesting. How do we? Stuff. And uh, if someone wants to sign up or put together a team, uh, best place to go to do that is where is the decathlon dot org is our okay. website. And you know, one of the things that's that's pretty neat about it is also performance based donating. Where um, what you can do. So Brian, what I would say is is if you can do fifteen, um, I, I can wager a bet. And if you can do fifteen uh, bench presses, I think he can do he can do fifteen dips for sure. But if you mm-hmm. could do fifteen. 175 pound bench presses. Mm-hmm. I could wager that if you do that, I will give a thousand dollars to Rush Hospital. 
And so it becomes a component of comp- competition. And if we were competing against each other, we might say, okay, let's compete the 400-meter dash. Uh, and there might be you know, another third-party friend of ours who says, hey, whoever does it, I'll do it in your name. And so it's a really... Tell, tell me what the jumping one is. That's, my, that's the weak link. What is the jumping one? Just, is it's, it a vertical jump? A vertical jump, you got three shots at it, just like they do in the NFL Combine or you yeah. know, in the NBA uh, Combine yeah. as well. I mean, Tom, do people train hard for this, or some guys just show up and say, let's just do this day, I'll see how I can get through it? You know, you I get think all there's, types? There's, uh, there's all types. I mean, most people are training a little bit because... Uh, it's a long day, but, uh, you know, if uh, you're like me and you have a family and, and you're traveling, you're probably not like a 25-year-old that's uh, hitting the gym every morning. Do you train for it? Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I mean, I think, you know, I've, I'm probably not. You throw the, the football? I, I, what do you, I'm the, how do you I'm the train? normal guy. You know, not a lot of football, but uh, right now, you know, normally I could do about five, five uh, pull-ups. So if I, I don't want to completely embarrass myself. So, Is you know, pull-ups one of them? Pull-ups is one of them. So oh, I've like got that. the pull-up bar. Okay. You know, got the pull-up up bar in the, in the, in the garage. And the uh, but bench guys, I mean, there's guys got to be, I mean, people who are doing CrossFit and all these different, you know, multi-sport training. And my guess is there's guys who are kind of rock stars out there. There is. I, I mean, mean, so the guy who won it last year is, you know, played in the NFL. Yeah. So wow. these, these are guys that are serious, serious, serious and athletes. And he but, wasn't uh, an offensive lineman, my guess is. He was no, he was a quarterback or something, or something like that. Yeah. Exactly. So, yeah. so, Tom, again, tell us how people can get involved, the website, the whole, all the information. So, you know, I, I think the biggest thing is, is we, we still need competitors here. We're trying to find individuals that want to do it, either as a team or as individuals. And that's really how it grows. And, uh, you know, if you, you know someone who's interested in this kind of thing, then you can go support them. But you can go to the website, thedecathlon.org. Uh, really tremendous organization. It's an excellent event, fun time, great camaraderie, and, and uh, family and, and friends can come out and watch competitors. All right, Tom Davis, thanks so much for joining us here. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Sports Medicine Weekly, Dr. Cole, and yours truly, Steve Cashel, back with more of our show after these messages. On ESPN Radio. Midwest Orthopedics at Rush is nationally recognized as a leader in comprehensive orthopedic services. As team physicians for the Chicago Bulls, Chicago White Sox, and Chicago Fire Soccer Club, their physicians understand the importance of quality care for high-performance athletes and weekend warriors. Regardless of the level of the athlete, recreational, high school, college, or even professionals, Midwest Orthopedics at Rush strives to provide the highest quality, state-of-the-art health care services. To better serve their patients, they provide expert care across five Chicagoland locations with a new location in Munster, Indiana. They're cutting research, diagnosis, methods, and treatments make them the highest-ranked program in the state of Illinois by U.S. News and World Report rankings. For more information or to schedule an appointment, visit them at RushOrtho.com or call 877-MD-BONES. Midwest Orthopedics at Rush, when only the best will do. The Chicago Bulls, White Sox, and DePaul Blue Demons rely on Midwest Orthopedics at Rush for advanced orthopedic treatment. So can you. We are the team physicians for these Chicago teams, and we're ready to be on your health care team, too. Get expert care from these regional leaders at four Chicagoland locations. Learn more at RushOrtho.com. Midwest Orthopedics at Rush, your world-class team physicians. You're listening to Sports Medicine Weekly on ESPN 1000. Back on our show, Sports Medicine Weekly, and this is Sports Medicine Weekly, Chicago's premier sports medicine program coming your way each and every Saturday morning, 8.30 to 9. Our co- coordinating producer, Teresa Ann Seeger, our producer, board operator, George Cotzerellis. I'm Steve Cashel with Dr. Brian Cole. So I want to talk about uh, what you're seeing. Who's coming through the door at Midwest Orthopedics at Rush, Dr. Cole, these days? And, uh, you know, I got two Little League players um, that uh, I'm responsible for at home, my wife and I, 9 and 11, and um, always worried about the arm injuries. Although, you know, Dad 
has the more of the rotator cuff. I'm, why am I getting this way at 56 yeah. years old where my arm is killing me? It's not about me, yeah. but are you seeing a lot of little leaguers? And, well, uh, and I'm know, also hearing from the dads yeah, I see throwing the dads. too much from there. I, I was talking with one of our dads from our 11-year-old team the other day, and he said, I'm getting the arthritis. I've got a rotator. I've got something. I'm pitching the two sons he's got, and he's pitching batting practice, and his, he says his arm's killing him. Yeah. So what do we do? What do we? How do we treat Well, it? I mean, so, yeah, no, to your point, we're seeing dads and kids in the same visit. You know, the dads are throwing to the kids, and they're getting different problems with the kids because most of them aren't getting the same velocity, but they just can't tolerate the high frequencies. They're getting rotator cuff tendonitis. Sometimes there may be, you know, there actually can be a tear they didn't know about until the activities bring to the point where they actually start to feel shoulder pain. A lot different than the kids. They get We get different problems than our kids get. But truth be told, we do see both groups, and they represent different issues. So, yeah, and the kids, now that we're in the spring, they're starting to throw. Some of them weren't really that active over the winter. And then this startup discomfort, I've had a number of kids recently with um, actually stress fractures on the inner side of the elbow. You know, we've talked before about the growth plate. And how, what do they feel if, so, yeah, if someone has pain. a stress fracture? Yeah, it could be, could they, they often present in two different ways. Some of them present with a literally like a pop in the elbow with these sudden onset of significant pain. That they hear. You're saying <clears> they, they hear they a feel, pop? They, they may feel? feel a pop or they, they may or may not hear it, but they feel something give on the inner side of the Swelling. elbow. Swelling? They swell. It's exquisitely painful. And then the x-ray may show a displacement of a small fragment of bone because the stress is so great. So they're not as likely to tear the ligament like the Tommy John ligament, but they actually may disrupt the growth plate through a weak area that area that actually helps to grow and mature the bone is actually weak, and it, it's the first place to give with excessive stress. And that's what happens to some of our little leaguers. As their growth plate starts to mature, then they can maybe get more of a, uh, uh, an inflammation, uh, what we call apophysitis, where the growth plate, where the tendons insert, gets very inflamed, and that's painful, and these kids have to be shut down. And then finally, sometimes early in the season when they're just not accustomed or adapted to throwing, we're getting the Tommy John problem. But most of these kids are, you know, 14, 15, 16 and older. It's not so often that we'll see anyone younger than that. And they're typically at high velocities. You're getting them in the 18 to 22-year-old age range. So there's these, you know, transitions from one problem to another depending on how, how old they are. But, yeah, we're seeing, you know, quite a bit now that uh, Little League is picking up and these some of these kids are playing for two different teams on top of it. Is it too many curveballs? Is there just a higher velocity overthrowing, overuse? Uh, it's probably all of the above. It's it's technique. It's uh, over overuse, uh, repetitive, uh, obviously not getting, in some instances, the rest that they need. Uh, and it's uh, as they start increasing velocity when their uh, musculoskeletal system can't take it, uh, and, you know, obviously, we had, so it's not always just pitch counts. It has to do with the physiology of the individual athlete. And as these kids are getting stronger and stronger, uh, they're, they're in some ways outstripping the ability for the inner side of their elbow to tolerate it. How are you treating these um, arm injuries yeah. in the little leaguers? I mean, the good news is that, you know, first it starts with treating not just the athlete, you're treating the parent too because, you know, virtually all these kids will, in fact, be major league baseball players if you ask their parents uh so so it starts with you know education that you know the good news is most of the stuff will get better without surgery and it's a it's a relative rest it's a lot like the way we treat stress fractures you know if someone has a stress fracture where the bone sort of uh breaks down because of excessive load if you rest them properly uh with active rest just enough load so they don't hurt but not too much that they hurt a lot uh to promote healing you can get these kids back but 
but it typically does require some period of rest or shutdown with a gradual amp, amp, amplifying it up again to get to the point where they can throw. And we take them through this, you know, sh this toss program, a short toss to a long toss, so that they can have re uh, increasing stress and a progression across the elbow so that they can get adapted to avoid re-injury. But, you know, as I mentioned, most of this is non-surgical. There's a couple other things we'll see. We'll see uh, osteochondritis dissecans. We've talked about that in the knee in the past, and that's where there's a piece of bone in cartilage that comes off the end of the humerus uh, at the elbow joint, and they can cause locking and pain. Not very humerus. Yeah. Not humorous at all, but again, treatable. But you no, know, sometimes it does require surgery. Where we do arthroscopy and remove the piece, and sometimes even requires transplants in the elbow. So well, uh, it can be a whole spectrum of things. But yeah, it is. when spring rolls around, that's we see that transition. It's like in the fall towards October, I see lots of runners training for the marathon. Now we're starting to see our young baseball players coming with acute elbow pain. Good stuff, Dr. Brian Cole, Steve Cashel, back with you after this on ESPN Radio. At Athletico Physical Therapy, we know there is freedom from pain, and you can get back to doing the things you love. Whether it's running an 8K, playing a game of tag in the yard, or walking safely to your car, pain should not slow you down. With locations throughout eight states that offer complimentary injury screens, your choice to go with our team is the smart choice. Visit athletico.com to request your complimentary injury screening and start feeling better with us today. Athletico, better for everybody. You're listening to Sports Medicine Weekly with Steve Cashel and Dr. Brian Cole on ESPN 1000. Sports Medicine Weekly has been brought to you by Athletico Physical Therapy, by Midwest Orthopedics at Rush, by Karen Malkin Health Counseling, by Integrated Orthopedics, by Source, by Donjoy Orthopedics, by Midwest, and by ATI Physical Therapy. Many thanks to our producer and board operator, George Katsourilos. Our coordinating producer is Teresa Ann Seeger. We also want to thank David Cole for managing the website and our business operations, as well as Samantha Smith from Midwest Orthopedics at Rush. For Dr. Brian Cole, I'm Steve Cashel saying so long. The preceding program was a paid advertisement. The views reflected are not necessarily the views of ESPN 1000.